Poker Poker! Sugar Shane Ryan here with Miles the Cotman Cottom. And what the fuck is that noise? We're going to turn that right off. Miles, how are you, my friend? Oh, Shane, I can't tell you how happy that song makes me. And then it immediately turns around and makes me sadder than I can remember. It does. It is a, a bittersweet thing. The fact that we experienced something so beautiful and now we've lost it probably forever. It's, it is truly for me uh, like Marcus Page hitting a double clutch three and, and then watching Chris Jenkins inevitably walk down the court and nail that three pointer for Villanova. Yeah, right. Which was a great moment, really, for the entire country. But for you, I imagine there was some pain involved with that, Miles. Uh, there was some pain, there was some alcohol, uh, and there was a <laughs> long walk back to my apartment. All right. Well, Miles, we are here today uh, to do something really important, probably the most important sports event since the coronavirus canceled uh, sports. We have a 16-person poker tournament going on head-to-head from the some of the greatest poker players in the world from the uh from the slack the pumpkin slack are you i mean i am beyond excited right now how are you feeling i I am well you know what i can't say that on the air i am extremely excited shane this has really filled the void for me and uh i I hope i really i just think we're gonna have about the best head-to-head tournament that's ever been devised. Yeah, no, I don't think there's ever been one that I've heard of, period. So by default, we're going to be good. But if there were a long history of head-to-head tournaments, I would still put ours potentially at the top. I bet none of those other tournaments have uh, selection podcasts. Actually, no. I can't. I wouldn't put any money on that, but I'm going to bet it right here, right now. I'm going to go ahead and probably guarantee it. Like you said, I can't say it for sure, but I don't know why they would. Uh, if they were going to do a selection show, I don't know why they'd choose the medium of podcasts. I think this is. I think we're pioneers. I think this is a first. Probably so. I, I think there's a, a nice little overlap here. Uh, poker players in general are a deeply weird group. Oh, yeah. Uh, but also, so are podcasters. Yeah, I mean, I'm already a podcaster, and I wouldn't consider myself an expert po- uh, poker player until the last three days or so, and I've only gotten weirder. Um, it's it's my, a sad Venn diagram, really. It really is, and now it's just a big circle for me, and I don't know what the hell's going on. I haven't been outside in three weeks. Oh, uh, boy. Well, you know, but Shane, you know, this, there's a lot about you and I. We're not the only members of this selection committee. We're not? We, we certainly aren't. Uh, well, would you like to introduce our esteemed guest and the third member of our committee? Oh, I would love to do that. Here, I'm looking in the Google Doc. Miles, this is a surprise to me, but this is a big get, this person. Well, you know, when all the sports are canceled and the country's being run into the ground, really, what else does anybody that's involved in both of those arenas have to do other than to come on our podcast and help us select this tournament? And so I'm really happy to introduce one of my heroes, probably my number one hero of all time, uh, former secretary of, oh boy, (laughs) state... Right? Former Secretary of State and, yeah. and major, as far as all the anthropologists are concerned, major Bob Seeger fan. This Condoleezza is Rice. Condoleezza Rice. Wow, we are so happy, uh, Secretary Rice, for you to join us. Um, first question Were you aware uh, of this head to head tournament playoff? And, uh, you know, frankly, were you surprised to be asked to join this committee? Clearly, the playoff was on my radar, but that I might be asked to join the committee was not on my radar screen. Saves. Wow, that, that's really interesting. Miles, do you, uh, do you have any questions for, for Ms. Rice? Sure. Uh, Secretary Rice, do you feel that the committee has the ability to be unbiased, given the potential conflicts of some of the members of the committee as they're also players? 
but obviously, uh, you know, the committee will have to consider how we want to treat uh, people who have obviously very close relationships with a specific team that might be under consideration. And so... Well, that's a, that's a terrific answer, and I love the music, uh, Secretary Rice, that you had uh, going underneath. Um, you know, we know you're a busy woman, and you've already worked a ton with Miles to come up with the seeds. So uh, just as a last question for you, give us a sense, what do you think of your role in the committee? So I feel well qualified for this uh, committee. I'm really looking forward to uh, the other people on this committee. It's a, really an all-star cast, and I'm, I'm so honored to be a part of it. All-star cast, Miles. What do you think of that? Wow. You know what, uh, Secretary Rice, I'm honored to be a part of it with you. And thank you for those kind words and for recognizing just how talented Shane and I are uh, in this committee. Yeah, it would be like bragging if we said it ourselves. But for you to say it is like, okay, yeah, it's true. And we both feel validated. We already knew it, but we feel validated. And it's cool for you to say it. So, look, we know you have to go. Don't even bother responding. But thank you. Thank you so much for uh, for stopping by and for helping uh, with these seeds. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, Miles, let's get down to business here. Uh, real quick, as an explainer for our people, you correct me if I'm wrong, but the way we're doing this is that we are going to release the top eight seeds. Um, there will only be eight seeds. We're going to go starting from the top, going down to number eight, and then the rest of the 16, the last eight players, will be in a sort of pool if you will, uh, something you and I are very familiar with. And they will not be seated, but will be randomly assigned um, a first-round matchup based on an order that we're going to generate in this very podcast. Am I correct? That is correct. And uh, the way that we're doing it with the eight seeds, it resembles the eight seeds that are in a regional bracket from the NCAA tournament. So you've got your number one seed on the top line. Uh, we're not going to have a number 16 seed to play that number one seed, but uh, you know, somebody will be drawn to play that number one seed. Uh, but then right below them, you would have the, the traditional eight, nine matchup. We will see the number eight player, um, you know, and then, and we go from there. So there's technically, you know, it's not, it's not as if the number one played the number two in the second round, it is set up uh, just like the NCAA tournament regionals. Right. So if I'm the number one seed I'm and I win, I'm going to be playing the winner of the eight seed versus whoever his or her opponent would be. That's how it goes. Correct. Great. Uh, all right. Well, look, we've kept the people on tenor hooks, Miles. Uh, you have done the hard work here. So I think it should be for you. Uh, we're going to start on the top line. Miles, let's talk. Who is the number one seed? Well, first, first, what I want to just tell everybody and tell our listeners is how we came up with the seeding. Oh, what yeah. Sort of metrics Systems. And, and, you know, realistically, you and I will have some discussion about these. But by and large, what the committee has looked at is the average finishing position for each player in the tournaments they have entered, as well as the money they have won. Uh, this is this is a total calculation, so we're not subtracting buy-ins or uh, anything like that. This is just a net amount um, or gross amount. You know, I can never get those two straight. I, I hope it's not gross because mine would be pretty gross here. But uh, by and large, what we're doing is we're using those metrics ranking each person amongst the group. And then from there, we've got some leeway. You know, there might be some discussions here or there about strength of schedule, things like that. But we'll talk about that as we move through the bracket. Yeah, and so here we go. I mean, let's let's end the suspense. Uh, Miles, I don't think there's much doubt, okay, who the number one seed is going to be, uh, but I will leave the honors to you, my friend. I mean, there, there really isn't any debate, is there, right? I mean, it's, it's Jacob Weinling. Ah, no, no surprise. There it is, folks. The number one seed in the head-to-head -head quarantine slack 
poker challenge is Jacob Weindling. Uh, Miles, we're looking at an obvious choice, a clear number one overall seed. But explain for us uh, how, you know, what is the technical side of how we got to this? Let's show our work here. Sure. Uh, you know, he's got the highest average finishing position of the entire group at 2.58, meaning he's the only player in our group averaging a top three finish in all of his tournaments. His lowest ever finish is fifth place. That's pretty impressive in its own right. Uh, not only that, he's also our leading money winner, collecting payouts that, by my count, total $168. And that's $58 more than the next closest person. Uh, he's a professional poker player. So, you know, Jake's, a, or I'm sorry, he was a professional poker player. Uh, Jake's a real force to be reckoned with here. Yeah, and he has said he played poker for a living. That makes him a pro. Uh, and just from personal experience, I was in a tournament with him last night. It came down to he and I head-to-head in a nine-person tournament, and we were just about even. I think maybe he was 100 or 200 ahead of me. And, folks, he makes you uncomfortable when he's on the table. And you can go through all the numbers and the pod odds you want, but I'm like the Joe Morgan of poker announcing, and I'm just going to tell you, this guy gives you a bad feeling when you are looking digitally across the table at him. And that's a strength. And I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want to play him in the first round. Uh, I pity the fool who does, and I, uh, I hope I'm seated so it doesn't come to that. Certainly. And I think one of the things about Jacob, you know, he's a strong player overall. If he's the big stack, he knows how to bully the table. But even if he's a small stack and he can, he can isolate – other small stacks uh, in head-to-head situations to help build his stack at the expense of the folks that he's trying to knock out of the tournament. He's a predator you know, shark. He is, and he's got a he's got a good feel for the game. He understands online poker, and and frankly, I don't think anybody's going to disagree that he's the number one overall seed. All right, folks, coming up, we've got the two seed. This is a person who is both second in average finishing position at 3.2 and second in money one with $110 in winnings. Uh, with those kind of numbers, it's hard to see anyone else in the two hole. And, folks, speaking of your two hole, I think we should acknowledge one of our sponsors, Lux Bidets. If you've got hair on your derriere, get a bidet. There's no time to spare. Lux Bidets. And we certainly do thank Lux Bidets. Uh, if you uh, if you do buy one, please say the name uh, Miles and Shane's Poker Podcast, and you'll get uh, a free a free squirt at the storeroom, <laughs> which is a new service they're offering uh, here in the coronavirus time. And we think that's really great. So back to the bracket. Yes, our our number two overall seed is about as deserving as a number two seed as we've got. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Miles, do you mind if I announce it? Go ahead. It is Lionel Pomerantz. Is it Lionel or Lionel? I, I never could figure it out. Well, if you were a Spanish soccer star or an Argentine soccer star, it would be Lionel. But he's American, so I'm guessing Lionel. But I don't know for sure. That's fine. Uh, I don't know if he's into the R&B scene either. But, uh, you know, I will say, <laughs> this pick surprised me a bit. Um, you know, he's only played in five tournaments, but he's bunnied in four of them uh, with a big $50 win back on March 16th. And he's also, this is a pretty good record here, he's moneyed in all three of the $10 tournaments. So Lionel, or Lionel, uh, Mr. Pomerantz, he brings it when it counts. When the money's on the table, he's going to be there, right there in the top three, taking some of it home. Yeah, and uh, of course, the Pomerantz family name comes from the fact that they just love Pomeranian dogs so much, and uh, he really is the Pomeranian of the poker table. And one thing you don't often hear uh, about Lionel is that 
he often disguises himself as Sam Flo and vice versa. So you don't really necessarily know who you're playing at all times. And that's a strength in this game because a lot of us like me and you, we come with our names on the thing with them. You go, who am I playing? Is it Ginger McShady or the other one? And so, uh, so that can be tough too. He's a, he's a master of disguise. He certainly is. He, he goes by the handle Cookie Monster, uh, no, the Chips Ahoy, which has led me to call him the Cookie Monster because, Shane, he'll take your cookies. Oh, he'll chew them right up. He'll gobble them. And uh, he's going to be a tough out, that's for sure. So let us move on uh, to the number three seed, Miles. And I think we're going to start getting into some debate here. Okay, number one was clear. Number two is pretty clear. But we have a few players that are vying for the three seed. And I think we can separate the top two here. Miles, you want to take this one? Sure, I think we can. We'll, we'll try to at least. Uh, you know, Jim Lynch has the third highest spinning, finishing position of the group at 3.67. Mm. Uh, he's also got the fourth most money won. Okay. Uh, Miles Cottom, on the other hand, that's that's me, yep. uh, has the fourth highest finishing position, but the third most money won. So right there, they've got, you know, they're three and four, four and three in both categories. So how do we separate the two? Well, that is a great question. Uh, so let's let's look a little deeper at the numbers, Miles, because my analysis stops at Cottom, I barely even know him. Poker, I barely even know her. And so to me, you're a natural poker player because there's a gendered pun on your last name. So I would give you the three seed. While as Jim Lynch, his last name is Lynch, which is something that's not a proud part of our history. So I would knock him all the way down out of the tournament. Luckily, we've got a more advanced system in play. Last year, it would have been up to me to do that. But you've got some numbers to throw at us. I do. And Shane, I think when you look at the schedules that these two have played, I think Jim Lynch's resume stands out a little bit more. And here's why. Jim has won an eight-person tournament with a rebuy. He finished second in a four-seater. Then he finished second in not one but two full nine-person tournaments with two rebuys in each one, and then finished third in yet another nine-seater with two rebuys. I mean, he's proven himself a formidable opponent mm. in some of the biggest games we've had. Yeah, and you know, you could say that Miles, I don't know if he's played nearly as tough a schedule, okay? He's got the most wins of anyone in the group, depending how you count the tournament uh, earlier today where he chopped the pot with Brian. Um, I call it cowardice, but a lot of people are going to call that a win. However, let's take a closer look at those tournaments. He won a three-person tournament back on March 14th. That's the early days of slack poker, as people are well aware, uh, before the, the corona boom, as they call it. Um, so you almost have to throw that one out. It's too small, okay? Anybody, basically, you can just come in the door and you win a three-person tournament. He also won a four-person tourney. Again, a little questionable. A six-person tourney getting a little better, neither of which had any rebuys, in addition to chopping the pot with Brian uh, in today's five-person tourney that featured two rebuys. So the quality of his wins, Miles, I think it's to say, uh, fair to say, are not quite on the Jim Lynch level. They're definitely suspect. And that's to, to say nothing of his opponents in those tournaments. I will note... Uh, that uh, an interesting note about that tournament today, uh, Shane, both mm -hmm. of the players that finished in the money in that one, they ultimately chopped the pot. Both of them were the only two rebuyers in the tournament. So it just shows, you know, rebuying can be a solid investment uh, if the time is right. I don't like it. I'll never do it. But I hear what you're saying, and the evidence certainly bears you out in this case. Uh, now, however, I want to I throw something out about Mr. Miles. Do not discount him too much. 
He won a nine-seater, folks, with a rebuy, and he came in second in a top-seven tourney with two rebuys. That was today uh, against Shane Ryan, uh, and Miles played some good poker. Shane got very lucky to survive early on. Miles then got lucky himself with some good cards, but he came back hard. Uh, they went head-to-head very briefly. Um, now, Miles, did you see what he did to Sam Flo, Miles Cotta, when they were heads up on Poker Stars the other night? Uh, I did, and, and, and Sam said it himself. He said he got worked. Miles was running hot that night. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, you know, I do think there's a testament to uh, something here. You know, I know you've said you want to throw out the three-person tournament, discount the four-person tournament, and I hear that. I think we should, too, um, to a degree. But at the same time, at this point, we're talking about head-to-head. You know, we're talking about the smallest table possible. Uh, we're not We're not necessarily saying, hey, we're going to go up, you know, with two nine-person nine tables. That, the math doesn't work out there, but who's in this for the math anyway? You're absolutely right. It's like the Ryder Cup conundrum. You know, you make the team by playing stroke play, but Ryder Cup is match play. It's a different format. Horses for courses. Uh, you know, if Miles Cottom is winning these small tournaments, guess what? He's about to play in the smallest possible tournament. Dangerous guy. But I still think this conversation, Miles, is about Jim Lynch. Talked about the schedules, and you got to say, you know, all the discussions we've had, Jim is more impressive there. And if you Absolutely. look at bad losses, Miles has a ninth. He has two eighths on his record. Jim only has one eighth and one seventh, and then nothing below fourth. So that's to, pretty good. To me, it's pretty clear. I think so. I think the number three seed's got to be Jim Lynch. There it is. Jim Lynch in the three spot. Congratulations, Jim. Uh, he is going to be, uh, he's he's no easy out, as I've said for all three people so far. Right. right. I, I can tell you, folks, one of the things about Jim Lynch. He's going to be hanging around for a long time. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, number four seed, Miles. It is, is it as simple as putting Miles Cottom here? Do we need to talk about who also might be worthy given the schedules, or is this, is this black and white? I actually think it's worth mentioning some other folks here. I originally had Miles as the number six seed mm. until he rebought this afternoon and came away with a share of the win. Uh, in my first bracket, I had Shane as the fourth seed, Shane Ryan as the fourth seed. Interesting. Uh, this is the same Shane Ryan, I'll note, that retired from poker on Sunday night, only to come back with two wins and a second-place finish since then. Well, you know, he's an emotional roller coaster, Shane Ryan. You don't quite know what you're getting from him. He's a little bit like Dennis Rodman, where he can be effective in certain situations. Uh, you definitely want him on your team. You hate him if he's not on your team, uh, and he's a kind of a weirdo. And he's got an earring. Um, <laughs> Absolutely right. Yeah, Shane's really come on strong lately, and those results have been in some big tournaments. I mean, first and second in a nine-person tourney with two rebuys, two of those, and then another win in a seven-and-one tournament. That's a pretty solid record. You know, I agree, especially when you consider that the second place was to Jake Weinling, uh, who we were talking about <laughs> earlier. But the one number that really sticks out to me, if you're comparing these guys head-to-head, is the money. Despite the tournament sizes, Miles has won $104. As we mentioned earlier, that's the third best mark of the group behind our top two. And by contrast, Shane has only won 68. Okay, that's a big chasm there. I'm using only in quotation marks. I don't want to diminish Shane's accomplishment. But either way, that is good for seventh of the group. Now, can you really put a guy who's seventh in the group with the fifth best finishing position? Can you put him in the four seed? Uh, you know, I think this could go either way. Uh, should we do the old selection committee staple and flip a coin? Yes. All right. So here's what we'll do. We'll go heads is Miles. Uh, how about tails is Shane? That sounds good. <clears throat> wait, 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 wait. Hold on, though. Before we do this, do we agree that the loser is the five seed? Or are we going to have a debate about that as well? 
You know, I've actually got Kyle and Shane in a pretty close race. Uh, but I think that Kyle Lasko, I think he loses to Miles in both metrics. Um, it's interesting. These two were actually neck and neck earlier today. And I mean neck and neck. Before that last tournament, Miles' finishing position was at 4.17. And Kyle was at 4.18. And Miles' winnings were $87 with Kyle at $89. Mm. But I think that final tournament from Miles today boosted his stats to the point where he's, he's going to beat out Kyle here. Um, but Shane and Kyle were close. And, uh, uh, you know, I think we've made the case that Shane and Miles are the battle for the four seed. So okay. if it's Shane is the four, I think Miles is a solid choice at five with Kyle six. But if it's Miles at the four, then we've got to look at Kyle and Shane for five and six. It does get complicated, but let's make this a little easier on ourselves. Let's put Shane at the four. Miles is a clear five over Kyle. Uh, that, you know, that it, it, to some, that might sound self-serving, uh, but I think it's probably <laughs> a good idea. I mean, I think assuming the four and five win their first-round matchups, uh, they're going to be playing each other in the second round anyway. So we'll get a matchup that will ultimately let them decide it on the felt. Beautiful. So Shane Ryan is the four seed. Uh, flip the coin anyway, just to see. Sure. You want heads or tails? Well, folks, speaking of tails, if you've got an itch with your backside sitch, make the switch to a Lux bidet. All right, let's flip this coin. Wait, who's got the coin? Oh, you know what? I don't. I, you know what? Here, I can. I can find one right here. I, <laughs> I thought you did, and you thought I did. Uh, no, no, I was. I don't use coins anymore. Not in. Not well, in this day and age. Oh, that's true. These coins have been sitting inside for a while. Uh, so I, I'm going to say that they're probably not contaminated. Uh, and this is this is a coin flip for fun, folks. Fours or heads is Miles, tails is Shane. But we've already decided Shane's going to be the four seed. Oh yeah. All right. Well, hey, flip that coin. Let's see it. Let's All right. See. Here we go. It is tails. Tails. That would have been Shane anyway, I think. It would have been Shane, yeah. So everything works out. All right. Well, okay. We can talk about Miles all day, but we're just going to put him here. We're going to move on. Folks, Miles Cottom is our is our five seed. Um, Listen, I could talk about Miles Cottom all day, uh, but I'll see the floor here and we can get on with it. Beautiful. So let's talk about the six seed now. We mentioned Kyle Wasco in this spot earlier. Miles, is there anybody else to consider? I don't think so. I think there's a clear gap from Kyle down to the next group of players. Uh, he's eighth overall in finishing position, but we've got a couple of guys in there ahead of him that have only played a few games, maybe two, three, four games. Kyle's been here for 11 of them. So mm, mm, he's mm. a stalwart. Uh, you know, he's, he's been around and he's playing a lot of poker. Volume shooter. He's, uh, he's not necessarily Steph Curry, but he is a guy, a different guy in the NBA who will shoot a lot and score a lot of points. Even He's Russell Westbrook. Uh, so, and uh, yeah, uh, Kyle's been in for 11 of them. He's a stalwart. I think he's got the six most 21, as you said. This seems easy and, enough to me, Miles. Yeah, and, and like I said, Shane, you know, Kyle has played 11 games, and you know his wife knows that too. Oh, yeah. No, we hear a lot about Kyle's wife. Uh, yep. <laughs> So enough Kyle said the six most money one and the sixth most and his finishing position is better than I think the numbers play out. Mm -hmm. um, he's got a comparable resume to Shane Ryan, our four seed. Um, you know, I, I said that I was looking at those two together uh, in a grouping for a while. But with Shane at the four miles at five, I really can't see putting Kyle any lower than that. Easy enough. The sixth seed goes to Kyle Lasko and we'll move on to seven. All right, so here's an interesting nugget for you, Shane. When you average the finishing position ranking and the money one ranking of the group, 
there are three players that tie for seventh in that average. Huh. So what I want to do here, I want to give these these three players to you as a blind resume. All okay. right? Yeah. So player one has a finishing position ranking of 4.4 and has won $20. Player two has a finishing position ranking of 4.0 and has won $15. And then player three has a finishing position ranking of 5.1 but has won $95. So who do you like there? You know, what you're really asking me is how much do I value loyalty, okay? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Michael Scott, uh, I like people who play. I like people who take their risk. Okay, player number three you gave me, he's a little bit lower on the on the final position ranking, but he's won 90 more dollars than these guys, 80 more dollars, okay? He's there playing every single day. He's somebody, I don't know who it is, I haven't looked at this, but he's somebody who you can count on. He fills out the games. The guy does pretty well. He's won some money. I like player three. And I think we've got to, right? I mean, ultimately, you've got to go with the biggest money winner here. Uh, that's what we're in this for, right? We're not in this for any sort of math. We're in this for dollars. That's right. And so our seventh seed, who's it going to be, Miles? That player is Damon Chirico. Uh, Damon is going to be our seventh seed. Now, that's interesting. I always, in my head, said Cherico. Now, I did, too, until yesterday we were playing, and I made a Walls of Cherico joke. I remember that. Uh, yeah, did and, he? Oh, he and, corrected you, huh? Uh, well, I asked him what it was. He actually laughed. He, he was a good sport about it. Uh, he recognized just how good the joke was. Uh, <laughs> sure, but yeah. ultimately... Uh, it, it is Chirico. And so uh, Damon Chirico is our seventh seed. Chirico Suave, number seven seed. Okay, number eight seed, folks. Here it is. It's the final one, the last player to not go into the pot. All right, let's talk about who's still here. Miles, who do we have left? Sure. So in no particular order, and in fact, you know, I, I, this is a particular order. It's alphabetical. Uh, we've got Anthony Doe, Brian Lauer, Charles Starr, Chris O'Neill, Derek Bowie, Joanna May Hodges Fay, Josh Delaney. Yeah, it's international, I think. Uh, Josh Delaney, Sam Flo, and Trevor Thomas. There's some good players in there. There is right now, in, uh, and over half of those players, uh, Miles, have moneyed in our tournaments. And look, we could sit here and talk about each one. But I think what we should do instead, in the interest of time, um, you and I probably each have our own opinion. Uh, what do you think about maybe just, I don't know, counting down from three? And, and if we will say the name we're thinking of, who should be the eight seed? And if we agree, we agree. We might, we might be able to save some time. I think so, too. Ultimately, we've got to decide on an eighth seed. It's going to be tough, uh, but I know who I'm going to pick for that eighth seed. Do you? Yeah, I've got a player in mind. Uh, absolutely. I'm. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind who it is, actually. So. All right, so let's both say that name out loud on three, okay? Or, I'm sorry, we'll count down on one. So three, two, one. one. Derek. Derek. All, right, All right, so there, so you, there have you have it. Yes, Derek is our number eight seed. Now, wait, hold on a minute here, Miles, because I'm seeing something strange. I'm seeing a challenge flag. Oh, my. Shane, it looks like we're going to have to go to instant replay to decide this one. That's the only way to do this. That's fair. Folks, cue the replay. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Anthony. Derek. Derek. Wow, my 
Miles, I don't know about you, but listening back to that, the first time I thought it was two people saying Derek, but I think the first name I heard there was Anthony. Shane, I think it's right. The, the replay bears it out. Anthony beat Derek to the wire, and Anthony's going to be our number eight seed based on instant replay. Unbelievable. Wow. Good thing we have that replay. It really does come in handy. Okay, so. It, it sure does. Let's go. The seeds are set, Miles. Let's recap. Run them down for us, sir. Sure. Uh, our top seed overall, number one, is Jacob Weinlich. Uh Number two, we've got Lionel or Lionel Pomerantz. Uh, at number three, we've got Jim Lynch, old Jimbo. Uh, number four, we've got Shane Ryan. Mm-hmm. At five, it's Miles Cottom. At six, it's Kyle Wasco. At seven, it's Damon Chirico. And our number eight seed, thanks to the help of Instant Replay, is Anthony Doe. Unbelievable. Great stuff, Miles. Great hard work with you and Condoleezza. I'll, I'll be honest, you two did the most of the work on this. A uh, lot of great stats there. Uh, thank you very much for that. So, now it looks like the last thing for us to do is to take these eight players who are in the pot and match them up against their first round opponent. Uh, that's going to be done in a random draw. And real quickly, Miles, before we get to that, let me read them again. Uh, the eight players left to be matched up, Brian Lauer, Charles Starr, Chris O'Neill, Derek Bowie, who just got, uh, some people say cheated on the replay. I think, you know, justice prevails. Uh, Joanna May, Hodges Faye, Josh Delaney, Sam, quote unquote, even flow and Trevor Thomas. All right, Miles. Um, I earlier simulated, uh, a group of numbers. So I came up, basically, I, I put numbers one through eight, and that's going to be representative of the seeded players. Um, and it came out, I'll, I'll read the order now. It doesn't really matter, but it's four, six, eight, one, five, three, seven, two. So what that means is to start, team four, who in this case actually is me, is going to get the first name that comes out of a simulation you're about to run with the eight players in the pot. Am I correct in saying this? That's correct. I've got the eight players left here uh, in a random list generator, and we're going to pull out uh, the numbers that correspond. Or I'm going to pull out an order here, and uh, that order, so the first name that we will draw will be matched up against Team 4, which is you. That's right. All right, so here we go. That first person is Josh Delaney. Oh, God, that's a devil of a matchup Ooh, for me. That is, that's a tough one. I'll tell you this. Uh, Josh, Josh was in consideration for a seed here. Uh, yeah, Josh has yeah. moneyed in two tournaments. He's won $20. Uh, he's got an averaging finishing position of 4.92. Um, he's also played, uh, the second most tournaments of any of us. Uh, I, I believe that Miles Cottom has the, the most he's played in, uh, whatever 14 minus one is. And, uh, Jake and Josh have both played in, in 12 together. Um, so, so Josh has been around the block a few times. He's got a pretty solid resume. Shane, that's a tough matchup. Yeah, it's real tough. I I am not looking forward to that. Not the name I wanted to see there. Of course, you know, the name I wanted to see was Derek Bowie. I didn't get it. Uh, no, really though. Uh, Josh is incredibly, I consider that uh, a group of death. Uh, if, if, if this tournament has such things, so very, very tough. The top half of the bracket right now featuring Jacob Weinling. Uh, Shane Ryan, Miles Cottom, Anthony Doe, and now Josh Delaney. That's a tough. That's a tough road for anybody. It is. It is really tough. I mean, I, I was thinking earlier, but didn't say it that I really would not have minded the six seed, uh, just to avoid you, to avoid Jake. Um, but hey, you know, this is how the cookie crumbles. It's a double elimination tournament. All I can say is I'm going to do my best against Josh, and uh, you know, may the best man win. I guess. 
I identified that sixth seed as well. Uh, but ultimately, you know, Shane, you and I are just so much better than Kyle. It really couldn't have gone any other way. You, hate, you would hate to see him play Jake in the second round. It's like throwing a um, Nerf football into a water filled with great white sharks and the Nerf football is full of blood. Uh, it's just not going to win. It's not going to beat right. the Sharks. And, and the football the football was made out of uh, a honey-baked ham. Yeah, with coated with maple glaze from Canada. Right. And, and probably, I mean, I think this whole thing, uh, what we're imagining here was a painting, I think, by one of the Native American artists, if I remember correctly. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I think, I think we're off off a little bit here. But anyway, Josh and Shane in the first round, that's a that's a tough one. It's tough. And, okay, so number the second one we've got is Team 6, and that's Kyle Wasco, the man we've just been insulting. Uh, Miles, who we got for him? You know, we were looking uh, at, at a possible all-Canadian battle here, uh, but that's not the case. It's going to be Sam Flo. Okay, now that is a. I think that's a very, very good matchup. Uh, all joking aside, Kyle does have a lot of skill. He's done well in some tournaments, but you know, Sam is uh, somebody who I've seen play some really smart cards. That that could be one of the uh, really good matchups of the first round. Yeah, and I'll tell you, one of those uh, that blind resume test we did earlier, uh, players one and two were Anthony Doe and Sam Flo. So there you go. Uh, he, he hasn't played a lot, but he's made the most of his finishes certainly. so far. Yep, he's played in five tournaments, but he's moneyed in two of them. Mm -hmm. uh, but ultimately, you know, he, he fell just short of that eighth seed. Uh, but, uh, you know, Kyle's got his work cut out for him at the sixth seed. But at the same time, Sam's got a pretty good chance to advance here, too. It's, it's going to be a toss-up. It really, it really, really is. Okay, so speaking of Anthony, the, the next team up is Team 8. That is the eighth seed, and that is Anthony Doe. Uh, Miles, who is he going to play? Anthony Doe is going to be matched up against newcomer Charles Starr. Now, let me tell you something. That is a tough matchup because he has never played Charles Starr. None of us have. We don't know what he's got in store. I do know that Charles has played poker before. Uh, he's been a member of Tom Stein's home game. Uh, I glean from the Skype con or from the Slack conversations. Uh, he has played poker. Okay, he's played home before. This is no virgin, uh, and I think that is going to be kind of the sort of unknown quantity, the mysterious factor of the first round. Certainly. And I will say, uh, Charles did play in the tournament earlier today uh, where Brian and I ended up. Oh, fair enough. Pot. Yeah. Uh, he came in fourth place. But uh, as I understand it, Charles got a phone call at some point during that tournament and uh, really kind of he wasn't able to play most of it. So you really don't know a whole lot about Charles and his game. Yeah. And that is uh, that's going to be a tough one. Uh, look, boy. Miles, we haven't had a dud yet. I really, really like these matchups so far. No, these are good. And one other thing, one interesting thing there, uh, Charles and Anthony combined have only played in five games. Um, so, you know, they've got the exact same finishing position at 4.00. Uh, obviously, that's just one tournament for Charles, but it's only four for Anthony. So, uh, you know, there's a there's a real unknown, not only for the winner of, or for that matchup itself, but whoever the winner, uh, the winner is going to be taking on. Uh, I believe the winner is going to be taking on the winner of the uh, number one seed matchup. And so there's there's going to be a wild card for, uh, you know, you, you sort of presume that Jacob will go through. But if he doesn't, for some reason, uh, you're still not going to not know a whole lot about Charles or Anthony after that. And your timing is impeccable, Miles, because the next person up is team one. Jacob himself, uh, who is the poor chum being thrown into the sharky waters? Well, Shane, uh, we've got playing against Jacob, Trevor Thomas. Okay, now that is, look, 
there's no question that whoever Jake plays, he's going to be the favorite. How do you see this one going, Miles? Do you do you think Trevor has a chance? Is this good or bad for Jake? What's the deal? Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, Trevor has played a good bit of poker. Uh, Trevor's played in eight games with us. And uh, he doesn't have a, a great record. But at the same time, we've never seen him heads up. And so, uh, you know, you, you really don't know what you're getting from Trevor. It's almost, uh, you know, it's, it's a tough, it's a wild card for Jacob as the one seat. Uh, I think we've got Jacob as the Cavaliers. And Trevor really is sitting up as a nice University of Maryland, Baltimore County retriever. There we go. Stranger things have absolutely happened. Miles, we got a poker game in like 20 minutes, so let's keep this baby rolling. Up right. next, Team 5, that is none other than Miles, the Cotton Man Cottom. Uh, who are you playing, Miles? Well, uh, you've used a, a uh, male-gendered uh, pun for my name, uh, and we're going to get the only female player in the bracket here, Joanna Hodges. Uh, I think you mean Joanna May Hodges Fay. That, that is correct. Her, her full name, I apologize uh, to Joanna. Um, and, and this is going to be a hell of a matchup, too. Uh, you know, Joanna's played in one tournament with us. Uh, I didn't play in that one, so I've never seen Joanna play. Uh, I've got no idea what to expect from her. Uh, she's Midwestern. I know that she has certainly, uh, how do you say it, gotten around the globe. We know that she's dated a Wisconsinite. She's dated a Swiss. Uh, I don't know where, where Brian Fay is from, but you can bet it's it's going to be somewhere exotic and with cheese. Well, I know what you meant, Miles, but I think the phrasing of what you just said, a big storyline is going to be, did you just call Joanna promiscuous before your first round matchup? And I think that's something that really the media can pick up on, churn into a controversy, and I really look forward to that. Um, but no, I think you and I both agree. First of all, Joanna is the first woman ever to play in a slack poker head-to-head -head tournament. So... I mean, you know, great job for her just by being here. She is a pioneer. She's breaking the glass ceiling, as it were. So that's great. Uh, certainly a welcome addition to all of our pools and to the slack itself. You know, I mean, how confident are you, Miles, going up against her? I don't love it. You know, I, I would like somebody that I know a little bit more about, a little bit more how they play. I certainly don't know much about Joanna. I do know when you, you brought her up in the slack, she's got a pretty high – uh, slack message utility ratio. You know, she she's not wasting a message in there. Most of hers, uh, they're pretty well received, Shane. Oh, yeah, no, it's always good content. It, yeah, she's not going to overwhelm you with, like, volume, but everything she puts out there is great, contributes. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be another great match. Miles, let's keep this rolling. Uh, number three, team three, Jim Lynch. He's the next person up on the docket. Jim, tough player, always seems to be in the mix. Who is he going to draw? Jim's got a relative newcomer, but a slack uh, stalwart, Chris O'Neill. Ah, yes. And this reminds me, folks, we are sponsored by Pepper Jack Cheese. Pepper Jack Cheese, the official cheese of the Philly cheesesteak. If it ain't Pepper Jack, then baby, it ain't Philly. So, Miles, um, Chris versus Jim. Uh, I would put, you know, okay, look, Jim's the seed. He's the three seed. He's done great. He's definitely the favorite. But like you said, there's, a, again, just like Charles, there's that sort of uh, mysterious X-Factor element that really could, could give Jim a little worry, a little heartburn uh, in the lead-up to this one. Sure. Chris has played in two tournaments. Uh, I, I think Jim has played maybe in one of them, but maybe not. Uh, we can go back to the data here and see. Uh, but by and large, you know, Chris, like I said, he's been around a long time, but he's only played in two games with us. Um, so it's going to be tough. And I can actually confirm here, I'm, I'm getting word right now, uh, Chris and Jim have never played in a tournament together. Wow. And so, 
great work be great work news. to our researchers for putting that in your ear feed yep. so quickly thank you yep uh stats inc they've got nothing to do now but go through my spreadsheets and so uh <laughs> jim's gonna have a, a absolute uh battle on his hands with chris because uh you know who knows how chris plays all right team seven uh that is none other than oh boy i just lost the thing here we go it's none other than damon chirico uh yep. who we got for him uh, Damon Tarico's getting the uh, the Ontario Wonder, uh, Derek Bowie. Wow! Now, how far he's fallen? You know, he we thought he was a seed, and now he's playing the seven seed. Uh, but I think that's going to be a good one, Miles. Derek is no slouch. Damon is certainly no slouch. Damon plays a really, really aggressive game, and sometimes that can be a boon in in head to head games. Sometimes it can be you know a little bit of a vulnerability if you're not getting the cards. Derek is going to play a more conservative game. How do you see these guys matching up? Is it as simple as whoever gets the cards is probably going to win this one? It's a tough one. You, you feel like both of these guys really like to be in hands. They like to, uh, you know, have their chips on the table. They want to see the next card. Derek's got an interesting record. I mean, both of these guys have won a tournament, uh, and both of these guys have finished second in a tournament. Um, so you've got some good records there. You know, Derek's record, he's only played four games, though. He's got a first, a second, but then he's got an eighth and a ninth. Um, Feast they're, or famine. They're pretty close. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's gonna go for it. Um, but you know, so but Damon's been around the block. Damon's played more than twice as many games as he has. Uh, he's got a, a almost three to one lead in the money one. Um, but you know, you don't know how the cards are gonna look there north of the border. Well, again, I know what you meant, but you said he's been around the block, so I think you're also calling Damon promiscuous. So that is two people. What a great bunch of storylines we've got developing uh, from this podcast. Now, Miles, you tell me if I'm wrong, but by process of elimination, uh, Lionel Pomerantz is the last one. Team two, I believe he is playing none other than the power hour, Brian Lauer. He, that, that is correct, Shane. He's got the guy who brought us to the poker... And yeah, and that, that's a good one. To be honest with you, if you had told me there's one player I could eliminate from having to play from the pot uh, in the first round, I think I would have picked Brian. I think he's the toughest one there, and uh, uh, that's a scary matchup for a two seed. Yeah, I'll tell you, Brian's, Brian started off a little bit slow, uh, but in his last five games, he has done better and better in each one, culminating with uh, that chopped pot victory today. Yeah, he's really good. He's always, I don't know how to explain it, but some people scare me on the poker table. Just the way they bet, uh, I don't really, I'm not able to catch any kind of read, and he's definitely one of them. Uh, that's, uh, you know, it's a very Shane Ryan trajectory he's got going for himself right now. And uh, you, you want to come into the head-to-head -head tournament hot, so he's got that going for him. Absolutely. And Brian's one of those guys, uh, he's not afraid to raise you. And, uh, you know, he's going to make a good raise. He's probably, you know, he's going to make sure that, that you're in a hand uh, and he's going to be controlling it. So head-to-head, uh, -head, I think it's a it's a tough matchup for Lionel or Lionel, whichever one's going to end up playing <laughs> Brian. Uh, but, you know, it, it, the, Lionel's track record, Lionel's track record speaks for itself. He's the clear number two seed. Uh, so ultimately, I still think he's the favorite. Brian's got an uphill matchup here. It's kind of an unfair draw. Uh, but, you know, all told, that's uh, it's going to be a tough one. That's one to watch in the first round for sure. I think uh, Lehigh, uh, Brian's got Lehigh written all over it. All right, so do we want to, before we get out of here, Miles, run them down real quick? Certainly, yeah. Let's let's release the full bracket. We'll, we'll Ultimately, we will release it out to uh, everyone shortly. Uh, you've been following along. <laughs> Sorry um, about that, folks. Hey, that's, that's okay. Look, it's an exciting time. Um, <laughs> so we've got Jacob Weinling playing Josh Delaney. 
I'm sorry. No, we don't. That's wrong. Yeah, no, he's uh, up against um, uh, the, the, the Trevor. He's up against Trevor Thomas. Uh, on the top line of the bracket, that's Jacob Weinling and Tre- Trevor Thomas. Uh, then in the 8-9 matchup, we have Anthony Doe, uh, and he will be taking on... I love how neither of us wrote these down. <laughs> yeah, just... no, I didn't. I've, I've got the numbers side by side here, but he's, he's going to have Charles Starr. That's right. Uh, that's the Battle of the Unknowns. Um, so that's the 8-9 matchup. The winner will go on to play the winner of Jacob and Trevor. Um, uh, I can tell you, number two, it's Lionel. We just talked about it. Lionel versus yep. Brian Lauer. Right. That's, that's down at the bottom of the bracket. Uh, going down against, starting from the top again, we've got Jacob and Trevor, then we've got Anthony and Charles, and then the five twelve matchup is Miles and Joanna. Right, um, Miles, Joanna. And that's, yep, and remember, you know, that's 5-12's an always a right for upset, so I'm not really feeling great about my chances here. And uh, the 4 versus 13, of course, who will be playing these guys is Shane versus Josh Delaney. Yep, that's Shane and Josh, uh, the four thirteen matchup. Uh, you might want to look at that in your final nine uh, picks, or I'm sorry, in your yeah, yeah, in your in your upset picks, uh, <laughs> six eleven. We've got uh, Kyle Wasco and Sam Flo. Great, and then they will be playing. The winner of that match will play the winner of Jim Lynch versus. Help me out, Miles. Uh, that would be the the winner of Jim Lynch versus Chris O'Neill. That's right, Chris. And now again, we go to the bottom of the bracket. Uh, the two seed Lionel is going to be playing. Brian Lauer, and will be taking on the winner of Damon Chirico versus Derek Bowie. There it is. That's it. And uh, folks, there's your bracket. This will be all released soon. Uh, you're you're following along with us. And uh, finally, I've got to give in one more word from our sponsors, Lux Bidets. It'll spray your crack and the back of your sack. Lux Bidets. <laughs> All right, Miles. Thank you to Lux Bidets. Thank you to Pepper Jack Cheese. Thank you to Condoleezza Rice. Uh, thank you to Stats Inc. Really, I can't believe we got you for free. Um, really good stuff, Miles, as always. Uh, I'm looking forward to this tournament, my friend. All right, let's get it started.